Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for March 13. Uh, we are kicking off a series of episodes starting today and running right through WrestleMania. We're going to be looking at the first 15 WrestleManias. Today is day one special episode. We're recording video and John DeCani is here with me. So, uh, John, people can listen to this. On, uh, they can watch it on Facebook or they can listen to it on the uh, the audio stream when we drop it that day but uh glad to be talking about wrestlemania for the next 15 days absolutely yeah I mean, this is uh what a lot of our childhoods were built around this is you know the big thing this is what everyone remembers one of the big four but you know the initial the the one that started it all yeah and when we talk about wrestlemania one which is the, the event we're talking about today i was just an itsy bitsy teeny weeny wrestling fan at the time um you know i was one year old or whatever but uh, but but you were you were a little bit you're a little bit older than me, so you were able to kind of consume this uh, sort of as it was happening, right? Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it happened. I'm pre- I don't remember going to a movie theater, you know, for the closed circuit feed. I, I think somehow it got broadcast a little later uh, because, as I've referred to several times, I remember my family had this drawer in the media, you know, the room with the big TV where pretty much just dad went to go watch his giants and his Yankees. Uh, but we had, a, we had a drawer full of the old five pound brick VHSs uh, from the old two piece VCR setup where uh, WrestleMania one with my handwriting on all the labels and through like WrestleMania 12, I want to say were all in, in there. And uh, like I said, I'm not sure. Sh- I don't believe I watched it on the day of uh, then again, I was 11 years old. I don't remember exactly what was going on back then. But uh, I, I saw it fairly early on. Yeah. Well, and and this is an interesting episode. Era episode. It's an interesting event because, you know, a lot is made of this. You know, this is the first WrestleMania. You know, people have said that WWF, you know, WWF would not have survived if WrestleMania was not a success because Vince put all the company funds into it and he put money of his own funds and he had been bankrupt in the past. So. If WrestleMania didn't succeed, neither would the WWF. But uh, I guess it was a success in the end. Yeah, you know, it was it, it wasn't the first wrestling on closed circuit television, and it's you know Vince didn't come up with this amazing idea. That was you know Jim Crockett in uh, November of '83 with the first Starcade. But this, I think, they did over a million uh, closed circuit. Um, I'm, I, I forget what the number is. If, if it was a million views yeah, or a million five or a million dollars, but the point is, it set closed circuit records at that time, and it you know basically laid out what would eventually become the pay per view format. Right, right. Uh, so it was March thirty first, nineteen eighty five, Madison Square Garden. The attendance came in at nineteen thousand one twenty one. Uh, and like you mentioned, John, it was 19,121 there in attendance, but then you had closed circuit locations all over the country. Uh, and there were, you know, it was over 100, close to 150, I believe, when all said was all, all was said and done. Um, mean Jane Okerlund sang the national anthem, which is uh, both fun and a variation on what we would come to expect at WrestleMania. WrestleMania typically includes America the Beautiful, but... Here we have Mean Gene singing. First of all, we have Mean Gene singing, which is yeah. kind of funny. Uh, and second, uh, it's the national anthem. 
So it's a little weird because there's a whole rock and wrestling connection, but yet they got Mean Gene as the one. Uh, they had singers, you know, on the card. Right. Mean and he's doing it a cappella, and he's trying to get the audience to join him. Like, you know, he's like, come on, help yeah. me now. You know, like it's a, this wasn't meant to be a bombastic performance. This was just, you know, let's put our hands over our heart and get this started right. But, uh, yeah, it, it would not become the focused performance that it would be in the coming years. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura are on the call, uh, as they would be for the first six WrestleManias. And in in the back, we have Lord Alfred Hayes doing interviews in the gorilla position, basically. It's very weird. He's He does these interviews, and kind of as he's talking, wrestlers are walking in front of him on their way to the ring. So it's just kind of odd positioning. And sometimes he has people stop and he talks to them, but... Uh, a weird choice. Yeah, and like you said, li- literally almost, I, I'm pretty sure just about every time the camera goes to him, someone you recognize either walks right in front of the camera or just like right past him, like right over his left shoulder and is headed to the ring because he is, as you said, right, I mean, right through the curtain. You can see yeah. the ring over his shoulder. <laughs> Production would pick up in the WrestleManias that followed, but this early uh, WrestleMania, it didn't look it didn't look what we would expect you know and and i and i have said before that wrestlemania the original one if you go back and watch it it's somewhat unwatchable i think um it's you know you you can watch it you can muscle through it there's a whole history here and stuff but the card's not really that good and the wrestling isn't really all that good the finishes aren't all that good and and uh, the production isn't what we would expect for in a mod. It's not what a modern audience would expect anyway. Yeah, they are 100% still figuring it out as they go along. Yeah. The Fink is doing our ring introductions and as he would for the next many, many years. Uh, but let's get into the card. So uh, Tito Santana kicks things off. He's wrestling the masked, ex- masked executioner uh, and he wins by submission with the figure four in four minutes, 49 seconds, the max mass executioner is buddy Rose, who was a big star in the Pacific Northwest. So, um, Tito wins the wins here, John, but he never would again at WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly. He's in the first ever match. He gets the first ever win. And then he goes on a record breaking losing streak. Yes. Record well, setting, I should say. Right. Now the thing about, you know, the, the WWF at the time is that there's a lot made of, of how they were gobbling up the territories, acquiring talent, certainly the acquisition of Hulk Hogan uh, with, you know, really pissed off the AWA and everything, the way that that all went down. Um, so there's a whole lot of stories here, but WrestleMania is meant to be this great, big, huge super card. Uh, and that's kind of what they're selling. They're selling this is the greatest wrestling event of all time that's actually the subtitle for this this uh this show and and on the daily wrestling news show we have covered other super shows other super shows that were uh had had more like behind them right like there's the the hot summer night in aloha stadium there's the super bowl of uh uh super bowl of wrestling that took place down in miami john you did the shea stadium shows all, all these shows seem to be kind of like a bigger, uh, bigger had bigger star power, um, but this than this WrestleMania did, and it you know kicking off with 
uh, Tito Santana. And the reason I bring it up now is they've got Buddy Rose under here. He was a huge star in Portland. And as you're going national, you put him under a mask. Yeah. And and this is, uh, we, we've discussed this before. I'm sure we'll discuss it again. Uh, this is, a you know, Vince has this penchant for taking guys that he didn't make, making them do weird stuff. You know, yeah. like, hey, I'm, I'm here to make my stars. You may be a star. I'm willing to use your star power or, you know, your veteran presence. But I'm not going to put you over for the things you did elsewhere. So, right. you know, either, I'm either going to give you a stupid gimmick or completely wipe away your identity and put, put you under a mask. And, you know, let me build my stars. Right. Well, speaking of big stars uh, in the Pacific Northwest, in the third match on this card, we have Ricky Steamboat defeating Matt Bourne by pinfall in 439. Now, Matt Bourne would eventually become Doink the Clown, and that's where people, most people on a national level would know him. But again, another Pacific Northwest guy. Uh, and it's interesting, like, you know, we're, we're trying to go national. You know, WWF's trying to go national, trying to appeal to all these different pockets. You know, you on this show, you could have the best of this territory versus the best of that territory. But here you've got, you know, Born and Buddy Rose with a bitter rivalry that took that played out in Portland uh, on the same card, and they're nowhere near each other. And Rose is under a mask again. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, the only thing separating them is a nine-second match in between. But you know, yes, That's you're true. right. They're not they're not fighting each other. That's right. That's right. So Steamboat wins with a crossbody over uh, Matt Bourne in 439. The match that was in between them, sandwiched in between them, was uh, King Kong Bundy with a with a win over Special Delivery Jones in nine seconds. Avalanche sandwiched <laughs> for the win. So the, the record nine second victory that was at least three times that long, but still <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, the next contest is Brutus Beefcake, who is with Johnny Valiant. He's facing off against David San Martino, who is with Bruno. And that ends in a double DQ in 1143. Actually felt like a long match. But the big story here is they've got Bruno San Martino on the card in Madison Square Garden. And he got a big pop when he got physical. Yeah, like, you know, he, he, he got a nice hand just uh, coming to the ring and being announced along with his son. He throws that first fist, and it, it it might as well have been you know 1962 all over again in MSG. The crowd right. went nuts. Yes. So, congratulations! They get they get Bruno on the card. I think that was the important thing. And we'd actually would see Bruno um, the first couple of the WrestleManias. He'll, he'll actually compete in WrestleMania too. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, the Junkyard Dog. Okay, again, going back to this concept of this massive super show here you have the junkyard dog who is the mid-south guy he is a huge star down there you know selling out stadiums and he is wrestling for the intercontinental championship on this card against champion greg valentine who is with jimmy hart and jyd wins but it's by count out so um so in 655 he gets the win by count out but valentine scored a pin in this but he had his feet on the ropes and <laughs> tito santana would come out and inform the referee that he cheated referee restarts the match that's a weird thing to have happen but uh jyd wins keeps but uh valentine keeps the the belt yeah it just all it seemed like and once again like you said here here's this 
huge, huge star, Junkyard Dog in the Mid-South. And here he's basically just a vehicle to advance the storyline of Valentine versus Tito. You know, Tito uses the figure four to win match number one. That That is basically a, you know, pointing right at you moment to Valentine because the two of them were trading back and forth the IC title. And, you know, they would continue to fight over that again, you know, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we, Junkyard Dog, the major star from Mid-South Valentine, you know, first Starcade, he had one of the one of the biggest matches, you know, uh, it was Starcade 83, right? Was the uh, was the Valentine Piper match, right? Absolutely. Yes. So another big star from another territory. So the, the card is full of these like big stars. But like I mentioned, it's the whole thing's kind of unwatchable. You've got like really short matches and count outs and things like that that are occurring. Um, but the next match is a tag team championship match. The Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, uh, with Freddie Blassie are defeating the team of Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo with Captain Lou Albano. They're the, the, they're the champions title change here. New tag team champions, uh, Sheik and Volkov use Blassie's cane to get the win in 655. I'm wearing my Iron Sheik, uh, shirt today. You know, so yeah. So we will make everybody humble, I guess. Love she, baby. Look back, make humble. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> not a lot to say here, except you know, again, there's some pretty good star power in the ring right there. Yeah, the Sheik is the former champion. Um, you know, and, and not that long ago at this point, he was the champion as as the the calendar turned in 1984. Um, and this is only March of 85, so it's not too distant past that that uh, the Iron Sheik was the champion. So on this card, we have Hulk Hogan on top as the former cha- is the current champ. You've got Bruno San Martino kind of on here, and you've got the Iron Sheik. Um, so I think that you know by the t- when uh, Hogan, I believe it was only the tenth WWF champion uh, in terms of number of reigns. So sure. on this card, you've got. You've got three former champions right there, um, at so so three out of a fifth like a forty year lineage at this point. Right. Andre the Giant he v- defeats Big John Stud with Bobby Heenan in a fifteen thousand dollar body slam versus career match. Uh, Andre won with body slam five minutes fifty three seconds. Yeah, I, I can still still see Andre dipping into that. Little blue duffel bag that looked even smaller in Andre's hands and just throwing out the cash. That's for, right. Well, who was it? Heenan grabbed it and ran away. <laughs> I don't think, like Andre didn't go back through the curtain with that bag, even though he technically won the $15,000. That's right. So the next two matches are the main event. Everything in WrestleMania was built around these next two matches, one of them being the women's championship match, which is kind of crazy when you think about it that there was so much emphasis put on the women's title match uh and the the final being the tag match with mr t and hulk hogan versus roddy piper and paul orndorff so looking at the women's match first you have wendy richter who is aligned with cindy lopper in the rock and wrestling connection getting a win over leilani kai who is the champion who is uh, accompanied by fabulous moolah so the ladies champion changes hands uh, Kai goes for a top rope cross body and uh, Richter uses her momentum, carries over, gets the pin. But this was a big deal. 
And as we've talked about on other episodes of the show, John, uh, Wendy Richter was a big deal at this time. And this whole rock and wrestling connection really launched her career to where she was a big star. And uh, at one point, she even runs out of contract uh, while she is champion. And that leads to a uh, Madison Square Garden screw job, which we covered in a different episode of the show. Yeah, and it, like you uh, brought up the the whole uh, rock and wrestling connection, you know, it started with the the war to settle the score, uh, which had uh, Hogan and Piper in the main event, and it aired on MTV. But the whole vehicle to get them there, what got them in the door with MTV, was Cindy Lauper, and the connection through Cindy Lauper is a happenstance plane ride to Puerto Rico where she happens to be sitting next to Lou Albano. Uh, the managers start talking about how, you know, both of our stars are known for their kind of awkward look or, you know, non-traditional look. Hey, we should work together. And next thing you know, Kat and Lou's in her music video. Next thing you know, there's wrestling on MTV. And uh, no less an insider than Paul Heyman himself uh, has said, without Albano sitting next to Richter, you don't get MTV, you don't get Mr. T, you don't get WrestleMania, at least not this early. So the the women's match, although women's matches would be unfortunately very much ignored in the coming years, it got them to this first mega card and mega main event. It's an interesting commentary on women's wrestling that, you know, back in the as the territories were changing into these national companies, you know, to the WWF, you'd kind of transition there. There was a women's division and there was emphasis put on it to, to some degree. Uh, and we would have women's matches at WrestleMania one and WrestleMania two, uh, albeit two was a very, very short match. Once you get past that though, we have quite a dry spell in terms yeah. of women's matches at WrestleMania. I don't think we get another one until WrestleMania 10. Jesus, yeah, you're probably right. I know, yeah, I know. As we were going through these, I'm like, oh, here's another one where you know the women's champs on the card for you know a fleeting moment, but it's not a match. So, right, she makes an appearance. We see Rock and Robin sing the national anthem at a WrestleMania. We see, right. um, you know, various things like that. I think uh, Moolah was the ladies' yeah. champion at WrestleMania three, and she accompanied Harley Race to the ring. So, you have they let you know that the division exists, but they don't pay any attention to it. And even, uh, even when you WrestleMania six, you get a mixed, a mixed tag match. So you get the, the women on the card and wrestling a little bit, but uh, not in a singles match or even a women's tags. So it's a, it's a little interesting. You know, it's an interesting commentary on women's wrestling that, uh, you know, you don't really see it show up again, sort of you get the Alundra blaze era. And then after that, you get, the you know the the bikini era basically right. comes next so <laughs> um but here we had it in a very important spot uh in the semi-main event and then the main event mr t and hulk hogan with jimmy snuka going off against uh roddy piper and paul orndorff uh with bob orton so the guest timekeeper is liberace the guest referee is muhammad ali and pat patterson also the guest ring announcer is billy martin uh, Bob Orton would come off the top rope and uh, he hit Mr. Wonderful on accident. So, you know, Orton's got the cast on his wrist and uh, 
Mr. Wonderful has Hogan in a hold. And just as Orton comes off the rope, Hogan turns and, and Orton hits Mr. Wonderful. Hogan gets the pin on Mr. Wonderful. So there you have it. That was the card for WrestleMania one. And again, I will say, I don't think it's a super watchable card, but it's short. And if you need to, you know, watch it to complete your WrestleMania uh, viewing party, then go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you, you can get through it, but you're you're not going to kick your feet uh, kick your feet up, grab a couple of cold beers, and say, "What am I going to watch today?" Oh, definitely going to rewatch WrestleMania one. Probably it, not making that list. It's one of the ones that, uh, in fact, it. it I, so for me, when Jesse and uh, Jesse and Gorilla are doing commentary, it can actually be on in the background for me. Yes, uh, they, they paint the story in such a way that I don't necessarily need to see what's going on. So that might be one way to consume it. And I think you get that with most of the WrestleManias up through eight, anyway, where you get either Gorilla and Je uh, Gorilla and Jesse or Gorilla and Bobby. After that, you get nine, and you got you actually get Jim Ross at nine, right? A Macho with Macho Man. So. Um, you get a little, get things get interesting as you get a little further out. Um, by the time, but you better watch it though when Vince is doing commentary because <laughs> that's not as good. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, matches that stole the show, John, anything on the, you know, was there any big standout here? I mean, yeah, I, I don't think there's one that necessarily stole the show. Probably the best match. You know, the only thing that gave you kind of a wink and a nod to what wrestling would become was maybe Steamboat and Born. You know, they, yeah. they wrestled a, a more modern ish style, it wasn't just a lot of clubbing blows and scoop slams. Uh, but yeah, the, the as you said, the, the wrestling just, just isn't there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of real quick, uh, the the so there was five pins. One submission, one count out, one double DQ, and the, the body slam match. So, uh, despite you know, I said it's got some bad finishes in here with your you know, the double DQ and the in the David San Martino match and the um, and the count out for the tag, uh, not the tag title, the I uh, what was it, the IC title, IC, uh, yeah, junkyard, uh, yeah, so so. Interesting, like the the, uh, the tag titles changed hands. Intercontinental had a bad had a bad finish. The women's title changed hands, and oddly, the WWF Championship not on the line. A lot of star power in there, but not on the line. So, no, yeah, the titles only seen the, the title seen about as for as long uh, a window as Vince McMahon himself. He's mostly yeah. off camera this whole show. And you see Hogan and T coming down the hall before they make the turn to come through Gorilla and head to the ring. You see Vince hanging in a doorway. You see that Hogan's got the belt on, but no one's really, you know, it's not really a centerpiece. Yeah. Uh, longest match on this card is the, is the longest two matches are the last two. Uh, Wendy Richter's match. I'm sorry. The, the Brutus Beefcake David San Martino match was 1143. Oh, and yeah. then the longest match was the T Hogan match. Uh, with Piper and Orndorff, and that went thirteen thirty four. Nothing at WrestleMania two gets even close. So, so <laughs> strap in for tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's uh, show. Actually, there's a couple of matches that went thirteen minutes in WrestleMania two. So, all right, John, 
that said, let's wrap this up for today. Everybody join us back here. We'll talk about WrestleMania 2 tomorrow. Uh, and then these shows are going to get progressively longer as the shows get better and better. But Yeah, exactly. As they get better. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see everybody tomorrow.